Welcome to the Daily Objective, day uh, 73 of the war in Israel. Um, we're going to talk about a uh, Harvard poll. Uh, that, well, let's get to the poll in a second. Just a few, uh, sorry, few news updates. Uh, so the number of soldiers who died today or whose deaths were uh, uh, reported today is seven. Uh, and this is, you know, just so, just so people understand, you know, Israeli soldiers are dying every day. And... Um, the American Defense Secretary is now in Israel, uh, you know, officially saying we're not putting any restrictions or so on. But on the other hand, uh, the U.S. keeps saying, including President Biden himself, that Israel needs to do more to prevent uh, the deaths of civilians in the war. Now, the only way to to uh, lower the number of deaths of civilians is to lower the number of uh, terrorists you actually uh, target when you know uh, they're there and to raise the number of deaths on Israel's side. We are seeing that uh, every one of these deaths is the choice of the Israeli government with the support of the American government. And um, every death of somebody who actually deserves to die is, uh, you know, um, followed by some sort of a apology of, of sorts or, or um uh, yeah, especially especially when civilians are around. So this is uh, this is the war uh, as it is. This is the war as we said on day one. It will be. Uh, unfortunately, we were right. And um, you know when Israel uh, when Israel goes out of its way to uh, avoid civilian deaths, one of the argument uh, on the Palestinian side, one of the argument is, uh, you know, uh, the world is going to hate us, and you know the world is against us, and they're going to be more against us. And look, they're already against us. So. Um, uh, we we have to go out of our way, and again, no army uh, in any war in history has done more to avoid civilian deaths on the enemy's side than the IDF is at the moment, and uh, they're paying the price for it. And of course, they're paying the price for it in terms of uh, how the war is going, and they're paying the price for it in terms of public opinion. If you think Israel fighting uh, uh, properly would make any difference, look at considering the way Israel is fighting. This recent poll um, by Harvard, Harvard, and who uh, was it, James? Paris. Paris is a big polling outfit, and oh, they take up Harvard University itself. Usually, Harris does its polls with ABC television news in the United States, but they're a big polling, uh, but along with Gallup, they're one of the, the top three or four uh, polling outfits in America. Yeah, and the main figure uh, that I saw there that uh, that prompted this um, topic was the, the one where 51% of Americans between the age ages of 18 to 24, say that the best solution uh, to the conflict is that Hamas takes over Israel uh, as as they want in their charter, uh, you know, eliminates basically 51% of Americans, uh, 18 to 24, want there to be a second Holocaust. I don't know any other way to read this. I don't know, James, if you think I'm exaggerating here. Oh, you're um, not. Unfortunately, not, Razi. Uh, not exaggerating in the slightest. Uh, the same poll showed that 58% of these 18 to 24-year-olds understand that Hamas would commit genocide against every Jew in Israel. So an even larger majority understands what the consequences would be, and yet still, uh, I know it's almost 50-50, but 51%, over 50% of 18 to 24-year-olds want a Hamas victory, and it would seem that a good chunk of them 
in, uh, completely, you know, I understand that there's overlap on different ends of this, but with 58% acknowledging that it would be it result in Jewish genocide and 51% saying, yeah, that's what we want, Hamas to win. I cannot believe, but a huge percentage of young people are active supporters of Jewish genocide. I mean, and ladies and gentlemen, objectivists for 50, 60 years have been complaining about the educational system uh, in the West, especially in the United States. We are intellectually bankrupt. We are morally bankrupt. The ideas that uh, our young people are being taught have been uh, the source and of all the intellectual, moral, cultural corruption that we have faced in the West in my lifetime is emanated and started from universities. And when we raise the, the red flag on this again and again and again, uh, people ignore us. But maybe this time, maybe this time people will realize the tax-supported, publicly-helped monopolies that protected monopolies that these universities are, are teaching absolute evil, absolute evil on the taxpayer's dime. And it yeah. is... You cannot tell me, look at the numbers, 18 to 24 year olds support Hamas uh, uh, having a one state solution there. You go over that, especially once you get over the age of 30, it becomes a clear support for Israel. Now it's a two state solution, the moderate solution, but still it's support. They support Israel vis-a-vis -vis Hamas in the war. When you get to these young people, it flips entirely. So don't tell me this isn't a question of education. This is a question of what young people are being taught, taught in America today, ladies and gentlemen. The universe, we have to have a big talk right now. We are in a crisis where violent, racist hatred is being inculcated in our young people. Yeah, it's fair expense. James, you said you, you can't believe 51% uh, of 18 to 24 year olds would, would take this position. And yeah, it, it's, it becomes easier to understand uh, how this this happens when you see uh, what we've talked about on this channel a lot. And we'll keep talking about some topics, merit uh, repeated discussions, the uh, really shocking testimonies in uh, in, in Congress, uh, you know, when, when university presidents say that it uh, the question of whether um, calling for the genocide of Jews is harassment depends on the context. It's oh. uh, it, and, and um, you know, that, that you understand these are the people at the head of the universities. These yeah. are the people educating the, the people who then end up giving those answers in those polls. Precisely correct. And it's a causal uh, connection here. It's obvious. This is causal connection here. If there is a, if the president, of a major Ivy League school like Harvard or MIT can say, you know, they have speech codes, mind you. It's a private organization. It's not like it's censorship to control speech in a private university, is it? No. So they have speech codes and they have free speech codes that protect all kinds of uh, free speech on campus. But the and th what they talk about is uh, uh, well, of course, when it's hatred and violence and genocide and racism, then we uh, have we enforce it. Apparently not against Jews. Apparently Jews, you can go out and you can call. It depends on the context. Don't you know? Genocide doesn't violate. It, it isn't even morally bad as far as they're concerned uh, until we know more of the context. Now, I want to know the context in which genocide is, a, is the context in which genocide is a, a cool thing to advocate. 
I it it's beyond uh, those. Uh, if this does not focus a spotlight for everyone in the West on the monstrous ideas that are being taught in universities, I don't know what possibly could. They may as well. I mean, Hamas is the equivalent of Adolf Hitler. And apparently a large number of these young people are absolutely in favor of a genocide against Jews. Uh, if you don't, if that isn't a red, a red flag, if that is an alarm, uh, you know, a five alarm fire uh, call going out about uh, the corruption and evil being taught in our universities. And of course, it starts at the top. We heard it. We heard it. Absolutely. <laughs> no question about it from these presidents. And that's just a slight indication. We heard a Cornell professor being exhilarated. We heard a Columbia professor being thrilled. We could, we, we've heard other elite university uh, professors saying how wonderful this was, or even their silence is disgusting, frankly. Even their silence in the face of this. So consider the events of October 7th. After the horrors the horrors committed against civilians, the horrors against women and children that were committed. And that is the position. There, there's a communications education crisis in America, ladies and gentlemen. We have to totally rethink from scratch how we approach higher education and all of the government protections of their monopoly status, all of the subsidies they get for both their customers and their professors and their protected status, all of that has to be put on the on the table now. Congress should open investigations on public education, uh, 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 public support for education at all levels, given the monstrous, obvious monstrous lies and hatred that are being fed to uh, young people in America. Yeah, it's one of the uh, one of the um, popular memes among the uh, less bad among the conservatives around this issue was, you know, how wonderful it is to see. Uh, the universities and the left finally carrying, finally discovering free speech. When it comes to calling for the genocide of Jews, that is something that they want uh, to be able to say freely. And of course, uh, you 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 know apply this to any other group. If if uh, if people, if protesters in Harvard wanted to shout "White Lives Matter," which of course is a racist slogan, responds to a, a different racist slogan. Uh, I I I doubt they would be uh, you know they would be. Uh, defended and it would say, and, and anybody would say it depends on the oh, context. No, somebody said, uh, you know, uh, um, you know, we need to uh, uh, get rid of all black people from the Atlantic to the Pacific. I doubt that uh, the university uh, presidents would say it depends on the context. Oh, uh, no, we have context for this. We have context yeah. for this 10, 15 years ago when there were controversies about drawing Muhammad and burning Qurans universities came out with it very plain. They had a strict policy. You are not going to intimidate and threaten our Muslim students with your Islamophobia. If you intend to draw pictures of Muhammad, they're not going to be permitted on our campus because that's offensive. Now, mind you, just drawing a picture of Muhammad. We're not talking about threats of genocide. We're talking about drawing pictures of Muhammad was against a bunch of universities' codes. No, you didn't have that free speech within the last 20 years. To complain about Muhammad, Islam, even draw a picture of Muhammad, that was hate speech controlled by their speech codes at universities. But if you call for the genocide of the Jews, and if polls show that a large chunk of young people actually favor Hamas wiping out Israel, then that's not... No, obviously the contradiction and hypocrisy is ugly on the face of it. It's anti-Semitic on the face of it. It's anti-Western civilization on the face of it. Um, and uh, it displays the evil. I'm not, it, there's nothing short of it. We have to say 
evil ideas are being actively promoted in American universities or young people would not have this half over half of American young people would not have this vile uh, opinion. Excuse me, but I was shocked and disturbed, frankly, that uh, such a percentage of uh, young people would be in favor of Hamas, Hamas one state solution. And yeah. apparently a good chunk of them favor the genocide of all the Jews in the area. Um, uh, if you're not disturbed by that, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it, in the English-speaking world, our universities are obviously teaching evil, no, evil stuff. And if the people, the ordinary people in the English-speaking world have a different opinion, this has got to be a huge wake-up call. These places for decades have been teaching lies, hatred, and downright evil. And here you see the results. You know, I, I've uh, spoken on the channel before about how in recent months I've been, uh, um, you know, fundraising aggressively, uh, uh, traveling to the U.S. to fundraise. And I think, you know, had, had it been, or some of it was before October 7th, I was actually in the U.S. on October 7th, it became much more difficult for me because I, I want to say, look, you know, we're uh, we're fighting the, the, the cultural battles or whatever you want to call them. Uh, uh, we're you know, out there uh, uh, spreading good ideas to to combat the bad ones. And yeah, I've, I've made no secret about how pessimistic I've become over this. It's, it's very difficult to um, uh, ask people for their support when when I, you know, I'm honest and I say, look, I, I what I actually think is we're fucked. Uh, but I, I we're going to do what we can until that is... Uh, Psychologically that is speaking, optimism is a better fundraising uh, yeah. approach, right? But the truth is, I think it, the, if you think about it for a minute, ladies and gentlemen, it should be the opposite. It, it, the worse the crisis is, the more danger, the greater the probability of disaster, the more we should be urgent about fighting. And so think about that yeah. when you consider becoming a member, a subscriber to Ayn Rand Center UK. We are giving you an opinion, a position that you are not going to find anywhere else. We are the real intellectual and moral crusaders against this corruption that stems from Harvard and these universities in America. So if you think this is an important message to get out, ladies and gentlemen, an important corrective, please, I'm urging you. I, I, I'm not so proud. I won't stop. I will beg you to become a paid subscriber at the level you're comfortable with uh, for the Ayn Rand Center UK. What Rossi is doing here is downright heroic, and you're going to get an opinion, a position, a perspective that you're not going to get else elsewhere, except maybe the Ayn Rand Institute itself. This and is, I, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I I do want to say, like I I look, I'd be pessimistic and terrified if if uh, it was five percent answering they want Hamas uh, uh, to take over uh, Israel. Fifty-one uh, percent is where I don't know what to say anymore, uh, and you know we'll we'll do what we can. And I want to thank our uh, super chatters who are helping us, uh, uh, you know, do what we can. Jonathan, thank you for the super chat. Jonathan says you could sympathize with Vietnam protesters in the nineteen seventies, not these kids. Um, I mean, I wasn't around. I I don't know. You know, I I I I think when I look at the way the West is fighting wars today. It could, in large part, be because um, Vietnam was a difficult war to get behind because it was probably not justified. And your um, altruism, and it was supported by the a forceful draft, and yeah. both of those were good reasons to object, as Ayn Rand did in the 1960s, even before the war really heated up hard. She was an opponent of that war for those reasons. America yeah. was yeah. wasting lives there. On the other hand, 
some of those people, the Jane Fondas, were on top of Viet Cong tanks and saying the communists were the good guys. Now that, of course, is what is was only an inkling of the same kind of evil that's sprouting up today uh, uh, in a much more virulent form. I'm afraid this Israel conflict has really brought out the ugliest aspects in Western culture, anti-Semitism, anti-reason, anti-civilization. These people are actually the worst kind of altruist, altruism. You see, if altruism and religion condition people to think that morality is against your life, that you've got to sacrifice, surrender, anytime you gain an advantage, that's evil. If, if morality is anti-life, it, it tells you to suffer and die, as John Galt says, rather to, than to enjoy your life and live, then whether you're a secular person who still accepts this evil Christian altruist morality, this Kantian duty morality, uh, then you will believe that Israel should just die, should suck it up, turn the other cheek. They're the bad guys. They're stronger. In fact, America's the bad guy. They're stronger. They should suck up more, I guess, 9-11s too, and be the next victims. Um, if you believe that that's the source of it, and I do believe that's the source of it, ideas are the only way we're going to fix this problem, ladies and gentlemen. It comes yeah. down to morality. Yeah, and again, the issue with Vietnam, if you if you go to war that you're not really sure you should be fighting, uh, that might impact how you fight. And I think every war since has been impacted by that. And there have been wars that should have been fought. And, and even, even there, you know, after 9-11, America kind of chose the easier targets. I'm on the on the side of Afghanistan and Iraq were absolutely legitimate targets, probably wouldn't be first uh, and second on my list, but they would be on the list. And I, I would have uh, I would have probably done it. Uh, Look at what yeah. we did. We outsourced it to the to the locals. We let uh, Al Qaeda escape from Tora Bora in Afghanistan. We took out Iraq without dealing with Iran and created this entire power vacuum that we're suffering from today. Do you see this coordinated attacks from Iran, from the Houthis, from uh, Hezbollah, from the uh, the attacks on American bases in Syria? No, 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 no. This is whole thing is a coordinated attack from Iran, precisely because we didn't deal with Iran as the moral uh, 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 center and source for this kind of Islamicist evil. Um, we need to deal with Iran, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. until and unless America does, this stuff will continue. Yeah. Um, thank you also, Bonnie, for the super chat. Thank you, Audrey. Uh, Audrey uh, brings us back to, to uh, today's topic and says, I hope this is a big wake-up call for Americans about the state of the culture. So do I. But then the question is, um, you know, based on what? You know, what, what, what are the kind of foundations? I mean, you know, yeah. Do Americans, to what extent do Americans really understand what America... Uh, is about and what you know what Western civilization is about. I I, I see the supposed uh, defenders of it, and I'm not you know I'm not optimistic when I see uh, uh, the conservatives. Of course, a big chunk of uh, the, the the right in the U.S. is also on the side of the Palestinians. So, um, oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm with you in the whole. Audrey, but, there's, there's, uh, this, there's this new uh, Trumpian nationalist isolationism that's brewing. And it's a weird false alternative on the right. You either have these neocons who want us engaged in every foreign war, even altruistic wars, versus these isolationist America first types who say that we should America should ignore anything, even aggressive evil, such as we're seeing from Iran and uh, Hamas. 
uh, it's a false alternative. Uh, within the right, the two positions are wrong. Uh, you know, they the uh, Republicans themselves do not have a morally clear vision of what foreign pol- American foreign policy, what Western foreign policy should be. So much for the military leaders of the West, my own country. <clears throat> yeah, uh, thank you, Jeff Bannister, for the super chat uh, as well. Um, James, anything you you see uh, going back to Audrey's hope, like anything you see that we can actually, uh, other than of course supporting ARC UK, which is always great, yeah. and I, I would love to tell you that. Uh, uh, you know, if everybody on the the chat now, everybody watching the video became members, uh, we would win. But that would be a lie. Uh, do you have any any? Uh, it would help. It would help. But it, what we should do is we should call for Congress to have hearings immediately uh, on uh, the government's support for higher education. Period. All federal subsidies in any form to uh, universities should be uh, stopped and should be threat. At least there should be a threat to stop the supporting and funding of the humanities and social science departments at the very least in these evil universities. Congress should open up hearings into the hateful doctrines. I mean, what about this professor from Cornell or this professor from Columbia who said these hateful things? We need to do an investigation to find out how our tax dollars, how our tax dollars are paying the paying the salaries of people who could be exhilarated by October 7th, okay? There needs to be a congressional investigation. To me, I already know the answer. End all federal, separate education and government, just as we would separate church and state, and for the exact same reason. You cannot have a government-supported ideology, period. And if it was up to the free market, there's a great article in the Wall Street Journal today about how Harvard exhibits all the worst elements of today's big business. Tax-supported, government-protected, insulated from competition, and so they can act utterly detached from the opinion of uh, uh, civilized, sane Americans, and they can have opinions this radical and shove the evil ideas this evil down the throats of our young people. Uh, yeah, we need to question that. Congress needs to open hearings. We need to end federal subsidies to uh, uh, higher education altogether. Um, and we should do an investigation into the kind of hatred that's being taught at uh, these elite famous American universities. Um, so here's my, uh, I don't know if this is optimistic, but less pessimistic. For those of you in the U.S., uh, Audrey, I, I, you're in the U.S., so this is... She is. She's a neighbor. Um, <laughs> and uh, so we spoke on the second half of the reality show on Friday about... Uh, we, we went through a bit of that uh, interview of this professor uh, from the uh, School of African Studies here in London who was literally speaking for Hamas until halfway through the interview. He has to clarify, I'm not a Hamas spokesperson. He gets this softball interview from the BBC. This makes no news whatsoever. This is this is not a, a story. In the U.S., it's a story. In the U.S., uh, uh, you know, these people say the despicable things that they say, and it makes it to the news. It's, At uh, least it's people hear talking. about it. Yeah. At least people hear about it. Uh, uh, in Great Britain, the guy was an over pro Hamas, and he every like I said, the lies told per yeah. second probably set a record for the number of factual lies about the subject told per, in any yeah. given minute. 
So, yeah, uh, the only thing, uh, uh, yeah, not the only thing, but one of the things you need to fix in America is, is uh, your your immigration policies, because some of us will need a place or at least give us refugee status. We will need to uh, escape at some point. Um, you know, and- I, it's absolutely obvious to me. And you, there, even that there's a discussion, I hear debates about that. Should we allow every Israeli who wants in right now in? Should we allow every international Jew who wants in? There's no question in my mind. With the anti-Semitism going on in this world, America has, I know we have the most evil restrictions and the most complex Byzantine immigration system, but you'd think that right now, when there are refugees, Jewish, with anti-Semitism all, like it is all over the world, there should, we should, I can't guarantee that it won't be perfect, that it will be perfectly safe here. I'm hearing, and I was afraid, my nieces send me pictures, you know, they have Half of their heritage is Jewish. These are me pictures of the the celebrating uh, the last nights of Hanukkah, and I'm thinking to them, they're having to keep it private. Even in America, Jews are hiding because of the kind of threats against uh, anti-Semitic evil talk that's going on. So I can't guarantee your. I wish I could guarantee Jewish safety in America, but uh, America should obviously kick down all the immigration restrictions and let in any Jewish refugee from around the world immediately in today. Um, it's a no-brainer. Uh, well, do that, and I'm on my way. Uh, we have a few minutes until the reality show, but I do want to go make myself a uh, organic halal soy latte because we are talking <laughs> about Reddit's jihad in the reality show today. Uh, so I hope you all join us for that. It's coming up in uh, about three <laughs> minutes, depending on how the uh, organic coffee machine, uh, how fast it works. <laughs> Uh, But yeah, we'll see you here soon. Thank you, James. We'll be back, of course, with the Daily Objective tomorrow. Be well. Be safe.